Welcome to the Doubles Only Tennis Podcast, where you learn the best doubles strategies to improve your game and win more matches. I'm your host, Will Bocek. This podcast, my website, and my weekly newsletter all focus on the goal of better understanding the sport of doubles and helping players like you improve faster through actionable advice that you can use in your very next match. My goal is to provide the best doubles strategy resources in the world. And to do that, I study, analyze, and work with players at every level of the game, all the way up to the ATP and WTA tours. If you enjoy this podcast, I've created double strategy products that go even deeper if you want to take your doubles knowledge to the next level. At the end of this episode, I'll explain more about them, or if you want to learn more now, go to thetennistribe.com slash products. Here's today's episode. Hey everybody, today I'm going to cover the transition game in doubles. So we're going to go over some common mistakes that I see in the transition game, as well as how to practice the transition game. I'm going to teach you a couple of drills or games you can play with your doubles partner to help you improve your transition game. And then I'm going to talk about kind of the tactic itself of getting forward with regard to the serve and volley, the return and volley, and then also how to transition to the net during a rally. So before we get to that, uh, I am starting to get caught up on everything. Uh, Last week, I was on the court a lot. I did a clinic with a group in Dallas called Rack Pack. Uh, I was on court three days at TCU's women's tennis uh, practice. They were having doubles week. Um, And I'm starting to kind of get caught up from uh, the WTA finals and from launching the league doubles training course. So uh, thank you all for sticking with me. I know I haven't been able to produce quite as much free content the last month or so, but uh, more is coming soon, I promise. So um, as I do get caught up, uh, one thing that we did update is our holiday gift guide. So I'll link to that in the show notes. Uh, When you buy products through our gift guide, or through Amazon, um, which I'll, or Tennis Warehouse even. Um, I'll link to all that in the show notes. Uh, we do get a percentage of the sale. It helps support the show. Um, as I've mentioned in the past, I don't really like ads on podcast, and I uh, don't plan on doing any ads anytime soon anyways. Uh, so that is one way you can help support, and it's no extra cost to you, whether you shop on Tennis Warehouse, Amazon, Um, The gift guide even has some special discounts that are for uh, Tennis Tribe readers only as well. So I'm going to link to all that in the show notes and you can help support the show that way. But let's for now dive into the transition game of doubles. So this is a topic I don't talk a ton about. I feel like I neglect it a little bit too much maybe. Uh, We talk a lot about serve strategy, return strategy, uh, baseline, and net play. But what about that in between the baseline and the net? What about the transition game? So when I was spending some time on court with some of these players last week, um, these are, you know, think about these are 3-0 USTA players and then all the way up to Division I high-level college tennis players. And both, I found players in both camps that really struggled with their transition game. So we spent some time working on this uh, last week, and I wanted to do a podcast episode on it. So what are the mistakes that I typically see with the transition game? And what is the transition game? Let's start with that. So we're talking about 
all of those transition shots between the um, middle of the service box and back at the baseline. So this could be an approach shot. This could be a half volley that you hit out of the air from around the service line area. It could be a half volley that you hit uh, off the short bounce from behind the service line in no man's land. Uh, any of this is kind of your transition game. You're using all of this to uh, get forward to the net. So I'm going to start with half volleys. Uh, a couple of the big mistakes I see with half volleys are people trying to get to the net too quickly. So this could be a serve and volley, return and volley. It could be after a ground stroke. You're you're trying to get forward and you're rushing so fast to the net that maybe you overrun the volley. You run through it, you're a little bit out of control, and you don't split step. And this is something that I found with a couple of players last week, and I actually, in a lot of cases, had to turn to the video to really see it in slow motion. So if you can get someone to film your matches or if you film your own match, uh, you can kind of slow the video down and you can see, am I split-stepping? Do I look balanced? Do I look under control uh, when I'm moving forward during my transition game? Another mistake that I see, and this is not unrelated. A lot of times, uh, both of these these things are happening at the same time. Uh, but this mistake is when players are reaching too far forward. So um, you really want to let the ball come to you and hit it in kind of your hitting zone. Uh, if you remember, I had Daniel Nestor on the podcast several months ago, and he talked about letting the ball get into your hitting zone. So I see this a lot on half volleys where players are reaching too far forward because I think what's happening is they're trying to take the ball out of the air at all costs. They don't want to have to hit the ball off that short hop uh, with that kind of awkward half volley that a lot of us are uncomfortable with. So they reach too far forward, and ultimately what happens is they end up um, not hitting a very clean volley. They either pop it up or they miss it because they're not hitting the ball within their hitting zone. They're not letting the ball come to them. So really, you want to stay patient as you move forward. Be sure to split step, stay balanced, stay under control, and try to stay calm because you're moving forward. You don't really have to take a big backswing on any of these half volleys. You can stay calm and really just block the ball back and let the ball come to you, get into your hitting zone. And if you just hit it like a normal volley with no backswing, blocking the ball back, you uh, will get plenty of pace on the ball and you'll be able to control the height and direction of the ball as well, which is really the goal with all of these. Uh, a couple of mistakes I see with approach shots. So these are going to be more ground strokes that are short in the court. Um, the ball might be pretty high over the net. Ideally, you're hitting a forehand. Uh, if that's your strength, for most of you, it, it probably should be. Um, so the first big mistake I've talked about in the past is people just going for too much on approach shots, uh, trying to hit a winner, trying to go down the line for a winner rather than using the approach shot to set up the next ball. So when you have an approach shot, when you have a, let's say a forehand from uh, inside the baseline and it's sitting up pretty high, it's a pretty easy ball, you have a lot of time. You can really do whatever you want with this ball, but the last thing you want to do is give away a free point because you're ahead in the point. So I want you to focus on setting up the next ball with your approach shots. Usually 
That's going to mean going at the baseline player, typically through the middle of the court, ideally to their backhand. Uh, in the ad court, you might need to go a little wider to get it to their backhand, but it depends on the player how much better is their forehand than their backhand. And then on occasion, you can go at the net player too, especially if they're not a particularly good volleyer. But you don't want to be going for the all-out winner on these approach shots. Use it as a way to transition forward to the net so that you can get an easier volley on your next shot or to set up your partner at the net as well. So those are some of the common mistakes I see in the transition game. Next, I want to talk about the servant volley. So with the servant volley, obviously we're using this tactic as a way to get forward to the net, but it's a little bit more difficult than the return and volley or than transitioning to the net during a rally, which I'll talk about here in a second. So the first issue you have is you have to complete the serve. So you're landing on your left leg uh, if you have proper serve technique, and you can land pretty far into the court if you toss that ball out in front, but you have to kind of recover from the serve and then start to move forward. So you're not going to be able to get inside the service line uh, for most of your first balls after the serve and volley. So one thing you can do to practice uh, the serve and volley, obviously you can just play cross court points and practice the serve and volley that way. Another way you can do this without having to worry about the serve as much, because if you're just practicing a lot of these cross court serve and volley points, you might miss a serve or you might double fault and you might not be able to get as many of those half volleys in. So one way to practice this uh, that I learned from Jorge Capistani, he's got this game called uh, the Cuban Davis, Davis Cup Drill, uh, which I'll link to in the show notes for you as well. But what you can do for the serve and volley, I've kind of tweaked it over the years to um, adjust it to different scenarios, but you can feed cross court from the baseline with your doubles partner. Y'all are playing the point out cross court. And then after the feed, you'll move forward. So they're going to have an easy ground stroke rather than a return. So they're going to be less likely to miss it than they would a return. And then you're not going to miss the feed like you would your serve. So you're going to get a lot more half volleys in. So I want you to start around the baseline. And this is going to vary depending on where you want to be practicing your transition volleys. So in the video that Jorge has, uh, he has players start in no man's land, and then they're hitting that half volley around the service line area. This is all going to depend on your quickness and what you're comfortable with. Um, if you're a little bit quicker, I'd like you to start behind the baseline. If you're a little bit slower, then maybe start inside the baseline. But with the serve, you want to be practicing some of these half volleys from behind the service line. So whatever you need to do to adjust your position on the feed or time when you move forward to practice it from that particular area, uh, you can do that. And then from there, after that half volley from behind the service line, you can continue to move forward and play the point out. So you can do that in the deuce court, play to 11, add court, play to 11, um, or you can play entire sets like that and just use the feed as your serve. Um, so that is a great way to practice some of those for the serve and volley. When we're looking at the return and volley, you're going to be able to step inside the baseline for the return. So you're going to be able to take it earlier than you would be uh, hitting your serve or returning uh, against a first serve for that matter. Um, typically, 
a lot of players are going to return in volley on second serves only, which I think is a great tactic. If you're comfortable with it on first serves or if the opponent has a weak first serve, you can do it there as well. Um, but in general, the return volley is going to be taken earlier and you're going to be able to hit that uh, half volley a little bit closer to the net than you can on the serve and volley. So you can either run that same game I was just talking about, but feed the ball from a little bit inside the baseline, maybe somewhere in no man's land, and take that half volley around the service line, uh, sometimes even maybe a step inside the service line, because that will simulate a return and volley a little bit better. Uh, one rule you can create for yourself, um, this is uh, something that I do a lot during practice matches, is require yourself to uh, return and volley on all second serve attempts from your opponent. So that will get you much more comfortable with the return and volley. You can even try it on first serve attempts. If it's a practice match, like I talked about um, in one of my recent uh, Instagram reels, uh, you don't need to worry about the outcome of the practice match. Uh, worry about improving your skills. So you might work on it during uh, first returning first serves as well. So that's how I would think about the return and volley. And then during the rally, um, a lot of it's going to depend on the scenario, right? If you're um, way back behind the baseline, it's probably not going to be a good time to transition. Uh, if you have a forehand from inside the service line, that's a good approach shot. Uh, you're going to be able to transition a little bit easier. But what you can do, uh, think about during the rally to buy yourself time to get forward is use off pace shots and hit a little bit higher over the net. So if you're in a cross-court rally and you don't like the matchup, the opponent has a better forehand than you and you're rallying in the deuce court, hit a high top spin ball deep in the court and follow it forward. And that'll allow you to get forward in plenty of time. Um, one thing you can do to help with some of those transition volleys that are a little bit higher, um, the ones I'm talking about are going to be, let's say, a step inside the baseline uh, I'm sorry, a step inside the service line, but it's those high volleys that you'll often see club level players miss in the net, is you can actually feed uh, from inside the baseline to your partner cross court. You can also do this down the line and then have them hit the ball a little bit higher. Have them maybe hit a slice backhand or a slice forehand uh, so you can work on some of those higher transition volleys as well. Um, but like I said, during a rally, use off pace to buy yourself time to get forward. So that could be high topspin, that could be slice. You can also always redirect and lob down the line. And as soon as that ball gets over the net player, you can transition forward. And in all of these cases, a lot of times you're going to end up with a volley just inside the service line that, again, similar to the approach shot, I do not want you going for too much on these and giving away a free point. Just stay solid on that first volley and then from there, get forward so that you can finish the point on the next ball. So hopefully uh, all this helped you out. Think about um, how to kind of stay patient with the transition game. And really, ultimately, we want to be getting forward to put the ball away or to apply pressure and force errors. We do not want to be going for a winner from around that service line area. And that's one of the biggest mistakes I see in club level doubles. So if you have any questions, again, you can always reach out, uh, check out all of the uh, holiday gift guides um, or our updated holiday gift guide below in the show notes. And if you are shopping on Amazon or Tennis Warehouse, if you can use our link, that will help out 
the show a lot as well. So thank you all for listening and I will talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Doubles Only Podcast. If you're interested in diving deeper into any topics I discuss, I've created double strategy products that allow me to bring you more podcasts and other doubles content without relying on paid ads. I have ebooks and courses that help you make better strategic decisions during matches and become the smartest player on the court. Go to thetennistribe.com slash products to learn more. You can also join my free weekly double strategy newsletter that includes video lessons and more on our homepage. If you want to connect, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, or email me directly, will at thetennistribe.com.